So, hi Stuart, how are you? Nice to see you. Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> nice to see you again. How are you? How was how was life in Australia? It's obviously quite um, quite difficult. Now, off offline, we were having a quick chat, and as I said, I'm going to start um, a podcast um, or a bit of a show. It's called This Is Qatar, and mm. uh, we've done a lot of work in Qatar over the past uh, six six years, I think it was. Um, yep. You just said something quite interesting that I'm going to use for um, part of my property um, property networking event, which I'm running an That's online networking event uh, next week, uh, Progressive Property Network. Um, mm -hmm. uh, if you're interested, then visit the Facebook page and uh, you can click onto the link and there is a Zoom invitation for Tuesday, the 7th of April. But back to the point at hand, Stuart, you just mentioned that a close friend of yours, who will, we will mm. not name, but will use as an example, is struggling in this pandemic just for the, the purpose of um, for, for the show just recap what you were talking about there so i was talking about the fact that even though people are of certain levels financially influencers leaders um affluent i was actually referring to an affluent friend um, and what I have found the most interesting is that even the most affluent have felt a different burden and have probably all felt a little bit smaller um, in this um, well, ever-changing landscape. I don't want to use the, uh, the, P the word, word that I was... What's that? The P word. I don't want to use the P word, no, because um, I'm, I'm sick of it. But yeah, I mean, all rhetoric aside, yeah, even, I've been very interested that even the most affluent of individuals, even the most strongest of leaders would be feeling a different pinch. You know, maybe, maybe not necessarily um, falling themselves down to thinking that they're um, of, of a different group, but they're definitely, or the individual I was talking about was definitely feeling a different emotion that he's ever had to feel because he's been able to probably buy his way out of most of That's the scenarios the that yeah. I stereotypically haven't um, as well, most of us easily. Haven't. Yeah, or most of us haven't. And I, and I, yeah. so you mentioned that this individual, uh, this individual, or as, as for many individuals within the property industry that are not necessarily uh, property investors, they might be accidental landlords. I hmm. know a very close individual um in my circle again i'm not going to name who they are who has equity so mm. let's look at the property aspect so we're kind of answering certain questions for the affluent which is kind of defeating the purpose of the majority of um people's uh, situations well, but you never know there'll be a, there'll be quite a lot of people that have got equity so the bank of england have dropped the interest rates to 0.1 percent yeah which is obviously making um, certain investors that know how they can utilize that uh, that situation to their benefit. But how do you think that people who are not aware of what could be done with equity within their house, how do you think they could take advantage of that with the fact that interest rates have dropped, good credit scores are probably in mm. the, are there, decent amount of equity is in the property, they're long-term owners of this of this property, 10 plus years or whatever the case may be, they're sitting on 250,000 yeah. uh, pounds, nearly say Qatar Rios there, 
Yeah, um, I was going to say dollars. £250,000 <laughs> of equity. The value of the house is probably about 325 350 which is mm. a bit, quite a bit above average. But you know, we're talking about the affluent aspect. These people don't know what to do with that equity. What can they do? That's my, I must admit, it's, it's a valid point. And, Mike, and probably one of my concerns is that people who've never had that, um, no, nobody's ever really quantified that as a, as a financial bonus that, that is available to them. You know, most people go into there, if we go down to the echelon of people we're talking about, most people would go into the habit of, you know, their whole life goal is retire owning the property. Right. Yes. That's, yeah. that's a, a very old school mentality. Rudimental. It? It's, a, it's another yeah, it's a generation right. X mentality. I want to own my house. That's then you right. ask them the question, but what happens when you have no mortgage and you get to retirement, what are you going to do? Yeah. What's and your plan? Lots of people can't answer that question. So no, you no, then what? take a step back from that and say, right, yeah. we've now got the P word. You've got a situation <laughs> where stocks are falling. Um, you're not getting any rental returns. However, you're sitting on that capital gains that mm -hmm. you have achieved over the last decade, what can you now do? And I don't think a lot of people can answer that question. No, I don't think they can. And also, again, I think, I think, you've, I think the, the point that you're actually making is you're identifying the fact that most people don't have the skill set to even acknowledge it. I mean, for example, I'm, similar, I'm in a similar scenario in a sense that obviously I have a property back into the UK. Uh, so I would, I would I, I mean, arguably, do you class that as a, as a um, uh, you know, let's just say landlord situation um i was smart enough that i did not i implemented a a business management team to look after that property so it just covers my mortgage rather than looking to make profit again i'm, I'm not diversifying too much from the, the question because the, the one of the other elements is that people naturally rent out their property at, at profit which is i think where a few people are going to get caught out i could have let's say my mortgage is a relatively Decent house and relatively phenomenal. decent, phenomenal property. Yeah, let's just go with a, a castle. The castle that I live in, I could have <laughs> let I could have let it out for for to to somebody I I don't know maybe that well. Maybe I do know them very well, but I but I make four hundred pounds per month on it. Right? Scenario yeah. rolls forward into the P word, and they just walk out. So then, then obviously you're 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 stuck. Now I decided that I never wanted to be caught in a predicament, um, a different p word I use there, um, that forces um, that gap. My management company will put somebody else in if somebody walks out. But what I don't make is any profit in the meantime. So I've taken away burden and pressure there from a simplified somebody who owns a property and is maybe smart enough to see that there's probably more pitfalls for me trying to make a couple hundred quid a month than, um, than people, but, but very common. So the, the, the less um, savvy would try and make what really isn't a great deal, but would go for that and put themselves into a bigger predicament now. Move that forward to people who actually own the property, which is, again, probably the same percentage of people between renters and buyers, maybe from, from my uh, uh, local area going back to the UK, this is. <clears throat> and if you identify to them that, like you said, say the property was worth 250, they've paid off 100, they got, you know, whatever, um, you know, they say, for example, they've got, say they got 100 or 150,000 pounds in, yeah, exactly, whatever that figure is, it's, it's, an, it's an unbelievable upscale of number. And because of their mindset of either retiring with that 
and either giving that property to their children or just retiring in and you know pootling along without any real plan that's that is the plan if you yeah you pull it back to them when they're 40 years old with a hundred thousand pounds in equity i think you're absolutely right i would say that there's probably less than one percent of people who would have any idea what they should be doing in this extremely yeah i'm not using the word so that 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 spins on to two more points and i'll say them quickly we'll take them one at a time what two questions why Hmm. do you think that that generation and it may fall into our generation where um i'm approaching 40 where are you Hmm. 40 okay you're well beyond it okay sorry about that Um, that's the great beard (laughs) so uh, our our people of our age may or may not be influenced by the older generation as to that mentality. Must buy a yeah. property, capital repayment mortgage, um, even, I know people that have got a capital repayment mortgage, even if it's an investment property, which is mm. just like is nuts. Um, mm. Pay it off, not sure what to do when it comes to retirement age. Let's live off of our uh, pension, whatever that pension may be, which for you and I is going to be zero. So we have to look at property as a, so let's live on pension and let's give everything to the kids. Yeah. Question number one, why, why do people have that mentality? Why not live their life, especially if they have property because the capital appreciation will never ever go away long term. So if you had that, um, that property, you take out, I don't know, a hundred thousand. I know someone that's got a house that's about 350 grand. It's got no mortgage on it. You take out a hundred grand, guess what? If they do pop their clogs and it does go to probate, it goes to the kids and they sell it, there's still 250 grand in there. And they can then, and, and, and I would say that generation and the, the, my wife hates this word, the millennial generation yeah. are actually getting more, certainly tech savvy because the technology came in with the millennials anyway, but they're looking at investment savvy as well on how they can use that money. So I know what I would do. I know yeah. what I would do by, by refinancing and taking an element. I'm not saying, uh, I'm not saying refinance yourself and take the, all of the equity out. That's just, I think that's a bit barbaric. Take out a certain percentage, even if it was 50% of the value of the home. But yeah. people are not able to use a simple mathematics. They're too scared of, an, in the older generation, they're too scared of the here and now. Yeah. They're scared about, I'm going to take £100,000 and it's going to cost me on a, a, they don't want to do interest only, so they can't get that in their mindset of interest only. I'm only paying mm-hmm. the interest. What about the capital? The house is the capital, so you're fine. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah. Interest only, they can't get beyond that mindset. Number two, the payment that they have to make to the mortgage every month. Okay, They're unsure as to where that's going to come from. And then how they can actually leverage the money, the equity that they drop down. So my last example is you could find an investment that is paying you 10%, which is not actually quite difficult to find, certainly in property. You could look at uh, joint venture partnerships. You could look at uh, property bonds and loan notes. The amount of commercial property assets, physical assets that are being converted into homes globally, not just in the UK, but we'll we'll talk about the UK because we're both British. The commercial property that is basically downtrodden and no longer required, more and more people working from home, whatever the case may be, new office facilities being built, the older graded buildings are being uh, emptied and vacated, converting them on a listed basis or a pre-planning basis into residential properties. You have an asset, you get a 10 to 12% return, and your mortgage is costing you 
three, three to five, between three and five percent, depending on the situation. Certainly three percent at the moment, maybe even less, and five percent in normal circumstance. There is a gain of potentially seven to nine percent, depending on the return you're getting on an annual basis, and it pays for the monthly instalment of the mortgage and gives you a return. And you've got a nest egg. So you can take 100 grand, put 50 in, yeah, pay the mortgage and get a return, and you're sitting on 50 grand to survive in circumstances in rainy days or in retirement. Why do people not grasp that simple, simple strategy? I, do you know what? It's, it's not just them being able to grasp it. I mean, we, you know, we can fall down the rabbit warren a little bit further regarding the, the mindset of, of the people that, that, that actually do it because um, you know, the, it goes from they rent, they rent, they buy, they say they're in that one property or they may move once more because of their because of that 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 very linear mindset of moving maybe once to a forever home then that's the goal achieved very quickly so what so i think you find is the the and we can probably maybe try and backtrack to why why people are still maybe quite stupidly just following that goal or that structure is that <clears throat> they feel that they've achieved their goal very quickly because they've got the house. So yeah. then it's just a matter of happily waiting 25 years to pay that off. That's right. So, but what you're talking about, so maybe some simple, um, it might obviously seem quite complex and that maybe people would be bowled over by that and would just go, no, I want that over that. And then I'll give that to my daughter. Yeah. So I think the, the combative way is, Really, if you push if you push mortgage to one side, which I think is what's probably going to happen, is that more people are going to acknowledge the fact that. So you're talking about a return, which is a very you you can creatively, if you listen to people who, maybe, again another I'm identifying another complication is people actually being prepared to listen to somebody else about their finances and about their yeah. options because I think yeah. most people of of the certain. Uh, uh, affluence which we're referring to is probably a bit guarded about what they earn because maybe they don't earn a great deal what they do they shield from their family and they just get that house and then it's that very simplified goal of own pass on yeah mm -hmm. which is as we're pointing out not necessarily the most creative or the cleverest way of of clearing funds but a strategy that works for them yeah, I remember speaking to somebody quite recently and they would say, well, you know, what, what a terrible investment buying a house is anyway, because you could, you, you know, you don't get a return until 25 years time. And again, that's a very poor decision because like you've pointed out, there is plenty of ways of utilizing what you have and what finances you're then capable to borrow, lend and buy from in relation to the gap between what you've already paid back, owned and what you're, you know, what you're prepared to switch, pay more, reduce more. I mean, arguably you could ask how many people understand how much they can overpay their mortgage if they've got a flat fee or if they've got, they, I doubt many people really delve that far into it. They figure out their monthly return, whatever, 800, say 800 pound a month. And that's it. They'll pay that for 25 years without any question. So, really what we should be talking about is more is why isn't that ever questioned why are so many people still prepared to just follow that education uh, and, and sadly i think it just is i mean no people don't walk into an 18 year old's class or certainly not when we were 18 and would say you're getting to that stage <laughs> now where you, you know you're gonna you know they don't assume you're it gonna should buy be one of the first it should be one of the first lessons 
regular I, lessons. And, and I, again, I'm, I'm going to be flippant when I say this, because again, we've, we've both been in British education. Would you yeah. like to learn how to manage money, make money, utilize money, leverage money and compound money, or do you want to learn French? Uh, I'll go for the middle because <laughs> yeah. no, you're right. I mean, it's, you it's, understand. Um, yeah, I completely understand. And no offense to, well. to, the, to the French that are watching. That's right. We're looking at yeah. a language being yeah. learned um, or life being learned. Learn life. Learn life first. Exactly. I remember I used to, uh, used to when I was, I'm still working in logistics now, but I, um, well, I'm trying to in this, in this uh, P word. <laughs> but the, the, um, I remember sitting in a meeting where you have to do that horrible annual one where they, they still use that term of taking you out of your comfort zone. I'm not a fan of it. I, I don't like the term, um, but it's used quite regularly. Basically, your comfort zone is, is what you're good at and you're asked to do something you're not good at. And, and usually public speaking Change. falls into that. Yeah, I actually don't particularly mind. I've picked up a few you know, tricks in, of the trade along the way um, you know, to get myself through, but... I understand that it's not somebody's chosen field. And, and also a lot of it is, you know, you can get through a proportion of it by, I mean, I, what was the, what was the thing I tend to say is something like, you know, there's a, there's, you know, there's going to be a PowerPoint behind me, but I've made it very difficult for you to read. So you've got to look and listen to me. So there's, there's, you've, you've got your, your own little ways of maybe breaking the, 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 the stiffness of the room. But we, we used to get asked, on the spot to, to think of something that as a shipping company we could do um, that would work around the world and um, we could begin to do immediately that everyone else isn't doing. Go, you've got five minutes. And I remember, <laughs> yeah, whew, that's impossible. But I remember one day I came up with one which I'm quite happy to out there for everybody but in logistics and this goes back to the property is that where they parallel is that there's no reason why we identify i'll put it to more logistics if we identify a particular age group university level where you could potentially start to run your own business so either the, the business universe business uh, people studying business at university or people who are planning on being entrepreneurs so that could again covers more subjects establishing when it's best to get in front of them and explain to them the power of you being in control of your shipment and you understanding that you can influence ethically how you present your product because we find and my biggest critique of most this is me damning a different industry now but is that people work really really hard on a product really, really hard on it. They maybe even studied at school considering what it was going to be and how they're going to present it to the world. But then when it gets to moving it, they do it the cheapest way they possibly can. Yeah. And I've always found that challenging to say, well, we got to get in earlier. So they understand that there's a control of that movement. And there's also, of course, there's a cost element relevant to the, what the world of your, your potential impact within it. But if you can get to them early enough, Maybe at school and maybe, maybe um, pre, I'd say pre-university personally. Because um, I think when you, when you grab that guy who's, who's maybe year one of university, though I think his listening skills would be improved, 
I remember you've still, been influenced. you've still been influenced by others, by elders as well. Yeah, and I also think that you, but aren't you, there's a certain age when you're, you're so trying to find yourself, you're, you're probably also going to counter any intellectual argument coming your way for just a smidgen. And, and again, if you're trying to do it by a whole year bracket, I just think that if you grab somebody around sixth form or college, and like you said, discuss um, their finances, how they can structure their finances and how they can actually, and, and maybe you have to put it, in this modern day about how they make money from something they already have. Yeah. Um, again, like the property. And, and I guess until the education seeps back in, you're going to get pockets of people who are going to be able to identify how they can utilize that gap well, of money. The, which the is people that do understand are going to take advantage of it. And, and I don't mean advantage in a negative way. I mean advantage no, they're just of gonna, they're, they're they're going to use it. their skill set. You don't know what you don't know. So the people that do know are going to say, right, I've got 250000 of equity. Uh, my yeah. company needs a cash injection or I'm going to diversify my business and I'm going to remortgage my home or houses or um, investments or I'm going to pull the investment and I'm yeah. going to have that pot of cash to protect me and my family. They're going to yeah. go into lockdown. They're going to go into e-commerce. They're going to go into online training. They're going to go into uh, online collaboration, Zoom yeah. rooms and, and Zoom yeah. networking. And they're going to be fine for six months. It's those that haven't. And I think this is the problem, a large problem with society in general, Um, not necessarily um, generations. I think society um, is that we as a society have become, because of technology, and it's a catch-22 because we're we're being pushed into a lazy society because of lockdown, so that we're now sitting on our backsides on Zoom all the time. Mm. There's a there's a contradiction in terms when we're sitting on mm-hmm. Zoom. Um, we're becoming a lazy society because of technology, mm. but we're being pushed into more of a lazy society because of the P word, because of the situation. Yeah. However, people are suffering because of that laziness and the laziness in finance, laziness such as not educating themselves on finance. How many times do you get a transaction? In Qatar, we get text messages every time there's a transaction. I have mm-hmm. monthly transactions for $2, $4 that come off my account, and I have yeah. no idea what they are, but do you do anything about it? No, because $6 or $8 or $10 That's is right. not worth your time, and this is, sounds really, really bad. It's not worth your time chasing around making phone calls that might cost you another $10 to cancel it. You don't That's know what right. it is. The, the easiest the, um, scenario is to cancel the card and get a new card, because it's lazy yeah. and easier to do it. I say it's my wife. There's um, society. There's an, there's, an, there's an hourly rate debate, which I use regularly with staff and, and, even, and with my wife, which is, it's all well and good when somebody says to me, yeah, I, I, you know, I, 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 um, I, I worked through that myself. Um, nobody else had to do it. I got a really good deal or, you know, or, or okay, um, oh, um, I managed to pick up that, that item for free. Um, and, um, you know, it's not as good quality, but we've picked it up for free. And, uh, it takes you X, Y, Z period of time to, you know, a 40 minute drive and then three hours of build. And I say, well, apply your hourly rate next to it and the fuel, it wasn't free. So no, you know, there's an effort level which people need to always apply. And there's a cost to most of these things. You're absolutely right. Okay, beans, beans in a TV. If I, I use it back, I use shipping analogies, as you know, I'm always going to, but the, the, you know, if you, if you, if you drop a tin of beans in, let's say Asda, cause we're English, um, British, um, easy drop a tin now. of beans, sorry. Easy uh, now. <laughs> oh, sorry. It was swiping. Honestly, um, see you Australian, man. 
It's, it's, I'm, I'm in the, I'm in, I'm in sunnier climates these days. As are you. Likewise. Yeah, as are you. Though it's winter here, so it's only 32 today. Oh, um, nightmare. Yeah, I think we're about 28. Yeah, I know. It's anyway. summer by the back how, of my How to get British people on side for the podcast, yeah. Apologies, yeah. Uh, well, no, it's sunny over there. I'm getting told, I, I, as you can imagine, and as I'm sure you get, whenever any of our friends from back home get a sunny day, they feel yeah, that wonderful urge to rub it in my face, but I can't do it in return, which is obviously, no. I, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, I was using a tin of beans analogy is where I always say to some of the customers who are moving shipping is, uh, imagine um, you drop a tin of beans in an Asda aisle, they'll go, oh, don't worry about that, love, and shoo you away and pick it up and wear it, it's all fine. Now you drop a TV in Asda, they'll take you to the, they'll take you to the other room and they'll sit you down and they'll probably discuss a, a, a structure of how you pay that back. Or, or there'll be some uh, engagement about what, what happens there. I'm not saying this yeah. is just, you know, I'm not throwing Asda under the bus, but I just mean that <laughs> there is always a difference between the cost of what you're doing something to um, and the impact it will have on you, you know? So, you know, I, I use, I tend to use that if I'm, if somebody in, in my line of work, a lot of people say, oh, I don't want to insure my freight. Um, nothing's ever happened to my container in the 20 years I've been shipping. Uh, you know, and then, you and then the P word comes along and it's uh, yeah, stuck. exactly. And they're ringing or me up. Blockade going, hey, for Qatar comes yeah. along and it's in Jebel Ali for a year. There you go. That's yeah, right. Absolutely. So, as I said, there's there's always uh, there's always um, an, an, an unexpected. Uh, I almost used the P word then. There, there's <laughs> there's there's always an unexpected um, uh, problem around the corner. Right, and again, we can bring that back to what you're saying about people identifying the um, equity in their property. People spending more time to realise how they probably should be in my line of work, say, say shipping ethically or more effectively by utilising marine cover for insurance, checking to see if that's actually effective. If a case by case basis would be more effective. But to make sure that you're basically in a bit in a better position when things go wrong, and I think what we've talked about a lot is is that people aren't in a better position when things go wrong. Again, arguably because of education. I, I think I got to be careful saying that too much because you could arguably say everything's about a weaker education, even to an intellectual. There's always something else you could learn. There's always something else you could understand. But yeah, sure. in, the general, in the general terms, if we ring fence what we're, the people were referring to um, about, let's say, the, the, the utilization of equity in their property to, to, to capitalize on the situation, the reality is, in this scenario right now, I would be surprised. I mean, I know I do it, but I'm maybe a little bit more driven than the average, and, I, and I've also um, always been passionate about uh, personal growth application of what I'm writing down in terms of goals and, 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 and things changing to me. Objectives. Yeah, that, that's all. That's, I mean, I, I will class that as not really as important as me still uh, endeavoring to proceed forward. So I, mm. I do know how much I can have in my property. I've got a pretty good idea of how I'm going to utilize it, though I keep changing that depending on how this landscape is, is currently unfolding in front of me now. Yeah. So, I mean, so the people, the I people that we're going to go into property investment, uh, that, um, that are, are training or they're learning and they're educating, yeah. this, this will put a lot of people off from doing that. The people that were on the fence, the people that were, 
that are trying to to learn and, and maybe are not as um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, you've got people that can take to property very easily. You've got people that can take to maths, you know, quite easily, and they 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 just get it. They understand yeah. it. You've got those that yeah. say, "Well, I don't really want to be going into London." You know, if I'm if I move back to back to the UK and we, we live in the southeast, which is most likely in Kent, I'm not going to be going in out of London for three hours a day. I'm probably going to work for myself. I'm going to work from home, or I'm going to work exactly. in a small office, and I'm going to probably work in property, property management, facilities, and fit out. Now. I can take to that fairly easily because it's my background, but people that either move back as expats, um, that move back to the UK, that go into property, and then this situation hits, hmm. it may have moved their life back. And, and to an extent, this is a scenario for you. This is a scenario that covers your situation. You are looking, you're, you're kind of caught in the middle of which do you stay down under yeah. or do you return home? And you're in a no-win situation, and then there's this big gap in the middle and the gaps mm -hmm. potentially only get going to get bigger and bigger. So it's not necessarily a question. It's just a, a statement that a lot of people that were going to go into property, that were going to go into uh, setting up their own business, whether it's property or something else, as, a, as an SME, will be completely mm -hmm. put off by this. Agreed. Yeah. Or, as we know, we've well, we've. Uh, I mean, that, well, there, you know, I think I think there's. You're either going to get people who are going to be completely put off by this because. You're right. I mean, the the um, the scenario that could absolutely quash. You know, um, it's easier if you simplify the math. But from my from my situation, I would look at my equity and I would look at look at the fact that you know exactly like you're talking about. I was always going to buy property number two, which was always going to lead me to property number three. And what what happens is instead of having the simplified approach of that one singular property being your nest egg actually you'll have the, the, the opportunity to diversify on which one becomes that and which one, you know, you can go family home, holiday home, rental, however you, however you do it, you can progressively do that, you know, like you're, you know, um, playing a very simple game of Monopoly, but it just depends if you're on, you know, what's the cheap one, Old Kemp Road. Or Palm Mall. I mean, the, the differentials. Like the differentials are, you know, worldwide. So, you know, if we stay here, um, we could, and we would, um, utilize the equity in the property to buy a property here. So then I have two properties. So it wouldn't it wouldn't be a sell or not sell situation. Um, I think if to just to go back to people getting into property management. If I, I mean, I'm using one live situation at the moment where somebody spent the last. 10 months happily nurturing the development of their first ever property, which they're going to property manage and potentially move on to their next, move on to their next and begin the, um, you know, their, begin their own um, uh, book of business from it, you know, to build a business from it. And well, obviously they're not going to be able to sell the first property. So, mm -hmm. You know, I, I mean, immediately, back. yeah, exactly. Immediately, they're in a hole. Um, as I said, certainly this example I'm giving is somebody who probably would be, you know, the, the hole is not as deep. Um, but the offput to people who would immediately be in a hole would be enormous. Mm. Um, and I, I really hope, um, I was talking to my wife about this, actually, I just really hope, you know, if you look at a comedian in this situation, you'd like to think he's writing loads of jokes at the moment. 
or you'd, you'd like to think that if you were a movie producer, you'd be writing all sorts of elaborate um, uh, things for you to discuss. Exactly. And for us, we've got time to talk about, I've, I've, I've got time to think about how we effectively worldwide uh, logistically control supply chains and move, move shipping. You have time to think about, uh, and in fact- I have time to get stuff done now. There's yeah, no one, there's if, no one asking me questions every two minutes. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But but again, I, I think the the um, the landscape change in property is going to be the fact that people will very quickly identify that warehouse offices and the dynamic of an office will change. Has changed, yes. More and it more will. people after this. After well, this it passes, has. How, how many people do you think are going to turn around and go? Can I carry on working from home? Exactly. But again, it's a discipline as well, because I'm smart enough to know that the individual who says that they can work at home uh, versus the individual who says that I can work remotely. Now, if somebody says to me they can work <laughs> remotely, I'm immediately a little bit more um, engaged with that. If somebody says I can work yeah. from home, I feel they're sat in their pajamas. And I know full well from somebody, I mean, in all fairness, the reason why I'm wearing a t-shirt is because we've got push-up goals at the moment where I'm making sure I do um, you know, exercise whilst we're working because of the situation that the world is in stay healthy everybody um but again how people are monitored and kpi'd versus paying for an office so the dynamic of a meeting between say myself and yourself about say z team and then we've decided that we don't need the scale of rent or facility because it was proven in XYZ during XYZ scenario where people work from home. Yeah, I think you're gonna find a lot of people are gonna start out businesses or people are gonna certainly not even consider going to an office. Um, so the landscape will change and the dynamic of a worker will change, but for the good, or for the detriment is going to be difficult to say because we all don't have a ability or a sheet or a simplified way of going yeah it's working there there you know this situation is working because i mean i'm, I'm a i'm a big i work predominantly in in worldwide shipping and um you have to have an element of trust in certainly in your commercial team um, because realistically you need them to have the freedom to be out in the field or working remotely i am interested to see as i've just mentioned how we firefight the people who are um, abusing the change in landscape to the people who are conscientiously aware of the benefit of it and the improvement they can make to their work. Like I have and a benefit to work. Yeah. And, and I mean, I have, yeah, I have an ability to work remotely. I've been doing it for over 15 years. So, so my discipline is good. So just conscious of, um, conscious of time and we can go offline and, and carry on the conversation, but just one final point is that there are so many 
I would say, world, let's just global positives that could be taken from hmm. the most disastrous event to occur in certainly our lives and you know yeah. billions of people's lives. And what I mean by that is you carry on from the fact that you don't require um, as large an office or even an office at all because everyone's working from home and the continuation of that occurs. Yes, you have to combat issues such as human resources, productivity, KPIs, roles and responsibilities that could end up um, increasing an HR's um, yeah. department size and role. Um, and certainly the, um, the, the handbooks, the employee handbooks would obviously start to, to grow and evolve even more so when it comes mm. to um, remote working. But then you look at the other aspect of the overhead is reduced. Um, you look at travel time for individuals, therefore productivity increases. And then, and something that I'm, there's no way I'm trying to quantify this, but the environmental impact for the positive of having less people mm. on the roads. Now, the environmentalists are going to be all over that. Right? Yeah. The, the, the productivity, everyone's going to be all over that. People that are running events, maybe not, but they're then going to start to do as they're doing now, running remote events or running Zoom conferences, which means they can mm. charge less because yeah. their overhead is not a hotel, yeah. not the food, and not the transportation, not the flights, um, yeah. not as much of a team in which they can do the same content because we're in a digital age. And it exactly. pulls the entire world, which, which is what this scenario is doing. It pulls the entire world together like that. Yeah. yeah. Geographically, it takes, it takes me from the UK or from here, it takes me about 20 hours door to door to come and see you, or yes. you do this within five minutes. Yeah, exactly. And, and business say, can evolve because of that. This is, this is, um, this, the, the positives, if you approach it correctly, are absolutely incredible. And, you know, yes, you'll blur the lines between um, some job spec because there will have to be some variable, you're right. You can't just say HR goes up through the roof. There has to be, there'll be some blurring, there'll be some blend because basically the dynamic of, of how things are done will be, will be reduced or changed or flipped on its head. I, I personally completely agree. I mean, look, you, I've had to experience the Carnage Road in Qatar I, I would arguably say it's improved currently, um, but then again, you're right. The people well, who are now, it's closed. Exactly. So <laughs> you're not allowed on it. Oh well. Um, so, yeah. So I mean, we're still allowed on the freeways, but I mean, you'll 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 okay. get you'll get yeah, yeah. yeah. But the the um, I think you're absolutely hitting the nail on the head when uh, this is the way really we should be considering to grow if you're not growing you're going you know and the the you know i, I will i will i know i presented it before offline but you know there's got to be less me much more we i think when we look at the fact that how many times i saw you a year was based on how much we could justify or effectively fly out to Qatar. So I would be going to Qatar, yeah. Dubai, Oman, you know, back back when I was working in the UK, I'd be coming out to see you maybe six times a year. Yeah. Realistically, as the as the landscape changes, we can do this within time zones as effectively. Because the tangible items and the you know I, I tend to function commercially around the personability of an engagement. I do mm -hmm. like an element of the psychology of the engagement. I do tend to mirror people, which is still quite an old habit. 
but I, you know, in a, in a meeting environment, I still think that you can have those influences over a Zoom meeting um, or the likes of, and you can still have a live, you, you're, you're actually a, a, the, my example of this is that your next network is in front of people, if they're alive, maybe a meter and a half next to each other. And, <laughs> and the camera's gonna be on so I can still be involved as well. Um, so how, how we, how we um, maneuver through this kind of landscape is nothing but incredible because you're right, you can reduce overheads, you can reduce international travel. If, I mean, really international travel could have been reduced a few years previously it's been by a long but time. I do, and again it's i know that sounds stupid but it's laziness and it sounds contradiction but it's, it's laziness that oh, it's okay i'll just jump on a flight and go and do it rather yeah. than actually oh, doing yeah. it on a zoom call doing because this. they wanted to go and travel people are looking for excuses to actually get in a plane get on a plane and spend time away from loved ones and then something like this hits and they go ah hang on a second ah. yeah that's just trip that i said from yeah, Washington to Denver, or from yeah. Doha to Dubai, for example. The amount of times That's I right. went to Dubai on the red eye and mm -hmm. came back uh, at 10 o'clock in the evening, I spent you know, 20 hours, literally, door to door, travel to travel, yeah. put in six meetings, and I could have had six meetings in literally an six hour. Six hours, yeah. Yeah, sorry, six meetings, an hour, six hours, done, no yeah. travel, no cost of a flight, no cost of a hotel if I stayed overnight, no cost of any food, the no cost having of to entertain Wi -Fi. people. It's and, and that and that's had to happen. Uh, we've got a project right now that's being run from Dubai and run from the Netherlands. Not one person from the client, apart from the office manager here, who isn't with the graces of respect actually going to be the one signing off the construction, they're not in they're not in Doha. They're managing the project from Europe and from Dubai. They can't get here because of what's going on, but they probably mm -hmm. wouldn't have come here as regularly because of the, the blockade anyway six to eight hours door to door for something that used to take 40 minute flight, therefore say two hours door to door, three hours door to door, including check-in time. So it's, it's just doubled the, you know the, the time scale. I think, now, I th if anything, it's reduced it by 80% the time. If, that I, it takes if, to I, if I look it back at my older, when I began in logistics and if I look at the way that I was desperate to work overseas because that was how I developed and sharpened my teeth and understood and grew and sat next to people and you you know I think realistically and I mean they, they do say it commercially you know that you should if you're effective you have an ability to be a chameleon now I think <coughs> that ability to become a chameleon now is going to stretch in terms of business you know to be able to be uh, ever-changing and flexible to the people opposite and, and implementing a this simple engagement um, is exceptional, but if I, as I said, I, 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 was def I, was, I was going to Tel Aviv so frequently, then to Canada, then it became China. And again, I'm moving forward now, I know that there's a strong differential between a business trip and a break. Now, I've never had a break on a business trip. You, I've, you've, you've been i you've been part of my business trips for you know probably seven years now yeah and you know we've moved now into this era where we're capable again we're competent anyway to have always done this it's just that um it's now yeah, forced upon us so i i think that's the differential is that a lot of people with some 
savvy, simplified tech understanding and a commercial knowledge will roll with this. You know, they'll roll with let, this. Let me, let me just use another example. Um, I was listening to a podcast yesterday from one of my coaches, JT Fox. Um, mm. give, a, give him a bit of a plug and, and millionaireflix.com. So millionaireflix.com has basically got thousands and thousands of hours of coaching content that he has done, mm. that his coaches have done. Um, mega success in November is in uh, was in LA. You've got various um, you've got various uh, conferences over the years in which you've got key influencers, Mel Gibson, Mark Wahlberg, Steve Wozniak, um, co-founder of Apple, all putting their opinions and advice on to pretty much a, a cloud-based um, network of content. Yeah. Now, He's not making money on this. He's charging like $20 a month. And I pay the $20 a month. It's a bit like that thing that comes out of your bank account, 1997. You don't even notice it. It, it comes out. And yesterday mm. and for the rest of this week at, um, uh, I think it's 10 o'clock Eastern time, he's doing free webinars on content on about six different topics, business, property, speaking, coaching, uh, various things because of the scenario. So and all of his events have been shut down. He's now having to do it, Zoom webinars, lives. He didn't used to do lives, he's doing lives now. And someone on the comments on this free webinar that he's doing commented that he was pitching Millionaire Flicks at $20 a month. And he just lost it. Uh, not lost mm. it, he didn't lose it. He was just frustrated. If anything, he was probably laughing about it. And he was like, yeah. are you insane? Are you telling me that you think I'm pitching you $20 a month, which doesn't make me any money when we put all everything in the cloud, et cetera, and I'm giving you this content for $20 a month, which is two to three cups of coffee. By the time you put in your caramel and your added shot and this, it's, you know, it's two or three cups of coffee. And you're, you're complaining that you think I'm pitching you. Pitching is a two grand or a 25 grand you know, mm. scenario. People were complaining. Spin that into modern day society of what we've just spoken about. We're on Zoom. Zoom sends you emails saying you can do this, this, and this for 45 minutes, and you can only have two people on the call. To upgrade, it's $14 a month or whatever it is, $14.95. So you pay the $14.95 a month. Again, you don't even notice it, but you can have as long as you want on a phone call with up to 100 people, but you've got limited bandwidth. Now what's happened is Zoom's stocks have gone through the roof. I think they've virtually gone up by 50% since it all happened. More and more people are using the bandwidth. So they've had to pull back on the bandwidth. And now people are complaining that their meetings are not as effective and they're having to pay $14.95 or they're having to upgrade to conference rooms or they're having to... And you think about the logic of that, of the mm. complaints of the $20 a month for all the free content or all the content that, that is there to help you in business property, coaching, speaking, etc. You get the same mindset of people complaining about 1495, which allows them to have up to 100 people. So a company mm -hmm. can use it for intercompany meetings as I have been doing. Then you spin it into, let's say it was $100 a month, right? Let's say it was 100 US dollars, right? Call it 150 pounds, which it's not now, obviously. 150 pounds a month to not get in your car, to not have an office, to not have mm -hmm. other people in their car, um, to give them the same content in the same way as we're doing this and people will find a reason to not pay it because they think it's really? too much money. Yeah. And it all goes back to this mindset of, I think, modern day society where we become lazy in certain things. So we're willing to waste money mm -hmm. on Netflix, 
or something's coming out from Kay's catalog or Little Woods or we'll buy it this and it's $7.99 a month or whatever the case may be. But when it comes to business or when it comes to us as individuals to improve ourselves or better ourselves or educate ourselves, $20 a month is too much. Yeah. I, I, I just cannot yeah. understand the it's, logic. It's actually, um, I, mean, it's, I mean, obviously that's the, that, that subject is very close to my that's heart as well, very frustrating. But... <laughs> Yeah, but, I mean, I mean, of course, it's relevant to your to your um, financial situation. I mean, LeBron James, what does he spend a million pounds on his on himself, million dollars on himself, or ten million dollars on himself every year? So there's an economy of scale to to what you're capable of doing. But you're absolutely right. If people think that you're selling to them, they don't want to pay it. And that is no, irrelevant of the amount of personal growth and access to information that they may have. So that's the, that's the part that, that we need or somehow- but it's a, it's a minor, I think it's a minority. I think there's yeah. a minority of people that influence, and, and again, I'm, I'm, apologies, I've got off a tangent a little bit, but it's, it's relevant. There's a minority of people that influence the world, mm-hmm. right? So this particular scenario is infecting the minority of the global population but is affecting 99.5. I'm being conservative when I say 0.5 is being infected and 99.5 is being affected because Mm -hmm. of what's happening. Now, I'm not going to go into detail because I don't want to offend anyone. I have certain thoughts and and beliefs on on society. But Mm -hmm. in general, I'll I'll give you one simple example. It's a very simple example. Lewis Hamilton. Okay, had uh, posted a video on Twitter, I think it was Twitter, and his nephew came through wearing a dress, right? Now, my, my son's been walking around in my wife's shoes since he was like two. He's yeah. a kid, right? That's what they do. But he jokingly said, oh, you can't wear that, you're a boy. And because he's got thousands and thousands of followers, millions of followers, a, a minority, but a lot of comments from a minority of people jumped all over him and he had to apologize yeah. in public yeah. for his comments. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't agree with that. I just, I, no, and that I, affects I, um... everyone else. It affects everyone else. So you look at, and we take it back to business. You look at people that are, Let's say you've got Grant Cardone, JT Fox, um, Tony Collins, Rob Moore, uh, Mark Homer, um, various business people that I listen to, right? Mm -hmm. And some people will agree with it. Some people won't really give a monkeys about it. And other people will think it's a con. And they'll do it because they've read something in a newspaper or they've read a comment online. And we're such a negative society of keyboard warriors that everyone is being influenced by negativity. Everyone's watching the news at the moment. Everyone thinks yeah. everyone thinks it's a game about the number of deaths that's going on. Oh, yeah. Spain's higher than Italy now. It's not a jockeying position in a horse race. People no. die. Mm-hmm. Yeah? But we're so interested in looking at news and uh, potential facts and how what's happening. I saw the other day that the UK went down in numbers for two days in a row, and everyone thought we were we were at the apex. Bang, next day it was nearly 400 deaths. I mean, yeah. the, the amount of things that just go round and round based on negative comments for any society from the yeah. minority of people affects the majority of people. Why are the majority of the global population succumbing 
to a minority opinion in any subject matter? I would be interested to suggest, or I would be interested to present my thoughts on how many reduced negative comments there would be if they had to state their real name <laughs> next to it. Yeah. So there or is, if they were face to face. Well, of course, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think. I mean, there has to be an intellectual would probably say, or not even intellectual. Somebody would just maybe a, 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 let's say, a relatively normal person would probably say that might offend me but it's your right to offend me as it is my right to say that that offends me. So rather than going around that rabbit hole of saying that, you know, if you're prepared to say, if you're prepared to call somebody out that it offends you, you have to accept the fact that other person could call them back out and say, well, you've offended me by calling me out because ultimately everyone should be have the exact same right. And the right to everyone else. Yeah, so, so, yeah, I was just going to say, Lewis Hamilton is going to lambast someone for having their opinion. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So the, the, I think the only, I would, I mean, I arguably suggest that people of, of certain influence, for example, as soon as you're uh, over a certain million followers, it is, you know, I would probably suggest that you don't ever reply to any comments. And then very soon enough, they realize that the actual superstar doesn't man that account and they yeah. stop. I'm pretty confident that there's a number or of they don't give monkeys what you're saying about them. Anyway. Right. If anything, they thrive on the comments because there's no such thing as negative PR. Exactly. So there's a, there's a, but there's a discipline to that. And the problem is you're right. You're the, you're the, the person making that the most severe comment they can is because they know the quickest and easiest way to get a reaction from somebody is to make them angry. So it takes an enormity of self-discipline um, to not react to that or to not even respond to anybody, even if it's good. Um, so again, that's the other, that's the spin from that is, does somebody who feels that what they're saying is warranted in this current climate, then open themselves up to continue that conversation to somebody who doesn't feel that what they're saying is warranted in the current climate. So you have to either rise above or drop into the precipice and have that debate. Personally, I am quite happy to have an argument with somebody who's got something. <laughs> but that, that's, that's, that's my Funnily own, enough. you know, I don't Funnily. have enough, I don't have enough followers for me to be thinking about the adverse effects about then dropping in and engaging. But I would say, I, I, why would I would leave my two cents down to this, and that is, firstly, I would be I would love it if people who were in any capability of leaving any remarks had to have signed in, uh, you know, had shown some ID, and then that's stored safely on a cloud somewhere, so that there is some there is some direct responsibility for your for actions. Yeah, and then obviously, as I said, if somebody goes, you know, everyone's going to go top heavy, you know, with with their with their to to, to rile you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, there's that, but I would like to see, especially in this situation right now, is which where we've got this 24-hour media coverage of a situation that is. Um, uh, has not been experienced. I'm, I'm doing really well of not using the P word. I've not P been word, experienced yeah. by people before. Um, you haven't used the, you haven't used your other word as well. No, they, I haven't used both P words. UN. 
Yeah. No, no, I've, yeah, I've used either, yeah, either UN or P. So, um, yeah, the, the, these particular scenarios haven't been experienced by anybody before. There you go. It's a good, good way of talking about it. And I, in this media coverage of 24-hour media, they should, they should have a moral obligation to, with every 30 minutes of a news feed, 10 minutes of it must be good news. Because I am, even though I'm, I stay pretty positive and I'm pretty enthusiastic because I'm infused by this because you're right. I see the, 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 the landscape change and people react, you know, you've got a maneuver, you know, listen, there's some, so I listened to a podcast the other day and it was from somebody who was um, much more athletic than I am, much more intellectual than I am. I think it was actually Andy Stumpf, uh, the, the clear and hot podcast, but he made a very simplified and I, and I've associated him to any line of work. Don't worry about being shot at. The analogy is being shot at, but if you freeze with fear whilst you're being shot at, and you create the people who have to maneuver around you to be put in harm's way, then you need to rethink your own approach to maneuvering. And as I said, I pull that back into this situation. We've all had to reconsider how we maneuver through international trade, property, influence, money, everything, relationships, um, engagement, Every single thing has had a little bit of a shake-up, like a little snow globe. We've shaken the bottom of it, turned it upside down, and we're going to, you know, see how it settles. I've got a major problem, and we're going to we're going to end it there, um, uh, Stuart. And I, I must thank you for uh, for your engagement and, uh, and having a really good uh, not a debate, but just a thought process. But I'm going to I'm mm-hmm. going to end the show um, with one thing. I've got a real problem on my hands. Mm-hmm. And um, if anyone, when I post this, can give me advice on how I resolve this. Qatar is in lockdown. The only thing that is open is chemists, pharmacies, and supermarkets. And it has been for the last 10 days. Now, if you haven't already noticed, I am a bloke, and I behave like a bloke when it comes to anniversaries. Mm. Gotcha. Tomorrow is my anniversary. Mm. What do I buy (laughs) my wife from a pharmacy or a supermarket mm. that's not going to get me a slap in the face. There, there, there is nothing a dilemma. Nothing is the answer. Nothing, <laughs> nothing. If I will give you my answer. Obviously, the listeners can give you their answers. I, I would, I would suggest. I would probably the only thing you can buy from a, a pharmacy is maybe one of those skeletal models of a body, and then you can say, <laughs> "And here's the heart. Here's the heart." You can be. It's it's about thinking creatively in this situation. But um, no, the answer is nothing from a pharmacy um, that, I mean, again, you, I mean, maybe something that, you know, maybe uh, uh, lightens the, uh, the mood in terms yeah, of yeah, here's a little yeah, bit of something some, positive yeah. to make a laugh. Exactly. But, but I think you're probably going to have to go man-made. So I want to see this creativity from you. I think you need to go man-made. <laughs> oh, no. And uh, from, from, what, from, from, from what I would suggest is probably look to utilize what we've been talking about and your creativity. So it's an engagement. So what is it? Is it, is it wedding or uh, is it wedding, wedding engagement? Wedding anniversary, yes. Uh, how many years? Hundreds. Seven. So, <laughs> Jeez, that was like a punch in the face. This is pretty much the same as mine, so I don't know why I said. But I'm going to show her. You. I'm suggest, going to show her this. So show her you said what I would that. suggest is think back to your wedding, 
yeah, who was who was critically in that room, best man, um, or even all of the core members of that that, are, that you're able to get on, and then maybe do a do Zoom some, chat and do a, and do a quiz over Zoom about how much they like her, not you. <laughs> that's Fair it. Point. Fair point. Bring okay. in everyone from seven years ago, get them online, and then point out how hot it is where you are and how cold it is where they are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's it. That's all I have for them. Yeah. No, I think I think use the tools that you have at your disposal, which we've been talking about, and that is a bit of creativity. And uh, I I think most gifts you know, if you just frivolously put it to money, they aren't ever as effective. My first, my first anniversary gift to my wife, the current Mrs. Mangser, as I like to refer to her. <laughs> the, uh, the, to, to my, the first, she is a very hands-on individual. And I had a, well, I, I basically had a loving inscription uh, uh, gracefully scraped into a hammer which is also her weapon of choice. And it hangs <laughs> nicely in the kitchen. Right. Yeah, so I, I think- Does it have to have a, a wooden handle? No, it's paper, isn't yeah. it? Paper, yeah, uh, it was, paper yeah it was, it was, you're right, yeah, wooden handle. Um, but again, you, you will be judged by everyone who listens to this now. And I would like to I've see what you do. I've just put a noose around my neck. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I, uh, pers personally, my recommendation is to um, think of those people who made those funny speeches back in the day and pull them back in and get them working for you again. Fair? Done. Good idea. Fair idea. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get you to participate in that as well. Sure, happy we're going to wrap it up happy there. Happy to say some positive words more about her understanding than your ability to be whatever it is she sees in you. You met the woman, you met the woman once and you understood her immediately. Exactly. The only thing you couldn't understand is why she was with me. Yes, we understand yes, that. Um, and on well, that, that note, the, every, everyone waited for her to finish speaking and just went, why are you with Simon? Why? <laughs> yes, exactly. And on that note, we're going to call yeah. it quits. Now, best of luck with it. The podcast. Thanks, for, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for watching. First one, um, Stuart and I are going to do this again because we like to have a good debate, not against each other, but just about things. So yeah. Stuart, we'll look forward to having you on a podcast in the very near future. Take care. Thank you, sir. Hang on.